Well, hello there. Welcome to another edition of the Speak English Fearlessly podcast. Today, I just want to share with you an observation I made as I was helping some students prepare for the speaking section of this help up exam. And actually, this observation will apply to you if you are also preparing for the writing section of this help up exam. And that observation has to do with using personal things that have happened to you that you have experienced to help you come up with your answer. And the, the, oppo the opposing idea to this is that you try to come up with or invent your answer as if it didn't happen to you, that you're just pulling ideas randomly, you know, like trying to, to make up a story or to tell something that is completely foreign to you you'll find that there's a huge difference in the quality of your answers when you make it personal, when you speak from your own experience versus coming up with it on the spot. In the example that I'm thinking of, we finished a whole class all around the speaking section of this help-up exam, and we were working specifically around sharing an experience that they had, something that happened in the past. And one of the students, well, she, she did a wonderful job of preparing her answer. And in her reply, well, when it was actually time for her to start giving her answer, it was almost like the first, mm, I'll say about 30 to 40 seconds. It was like she was struggling to find the words that she wanted to say, even though she had, you know, a 30 second opportunity to prepare what she was going to say. She knew what she was going to talk about. But at the beginning of her answer, for some reason, she wasn't talking about the personal experience exactly. She was kind of maybe setting it up a little bit. She was trying to put in some context a little bit, telling the, the history around the story before actually getting to the story. In a way, that's personal because she, she was describing an experience that she had. But I want to tell you that as soon as she started to step into the actual feelings and emotions of that thing that she experienced in her life, the way she was speaking suddenly changed. At the beginning, before she was stepping into the feelings part, before she was stepping into how that experience impacted her in a personal way, she was being more, how can I say... Well, it felt like she was having a hard time putting together the words and the ideas that she, she would start speaking a little bit and then she would stop and try to reconsider how she was going to keep going. It was start and stop, start and stop. But then once she got to the part where she was explaining how she felt and how that moment impacted her personally, like I said, there was like this switch that happened. All of a sudden, that pausing and that stopping didn't happen anymore. It was a constant flow of words. Her fluency went up. She knew exactly what she wanted to say, and she did an excellent job of conveying how that thing, that thing that she experienced, how it changed her life. And the next, like, 20 seconds just flew by for her. She had no trouble trying to come up with what she would need to say next. 
It just came one after another after another. In fact, her trouble became having too much to say before the time was up. And so my feedback for her was, don't take so long next time to start talking about the feelings. Don't take such a long time to begin sharing how that experience impacted you. And this is true about your writing and your speaking skills. I think you will notice a big difference when you're able to tap into your experience, but also your feelings. I mean, you don't have to share things that are uncomfortable for you. You don't have to do or give a response that is embarrassing if you don't want to, or something that like really brings you down emotionally. You don't have to share those things. But if you can find a topic that is safe for you, that is relevant to the question that you are answering, either for the writing section or for the speaking section, if you can somehow bring your feelings into your answer, you will find, I think, just like my, my student did, that the answer will just come out way easier. There's more energy behind it. And that energy, because it's something that is alive to you on the inside, it's not something that's made up or manufactured or, or created in your mind. It's something that is real to you. That creates energy in how you speak. And so it's easier for you to express your ideas because you have a lot of energy behind it. And when you have a lot of energy flowing in your answer, you will also find that it's going to be much easier for you to come up with all the ideas that you want to say in the time that you are given. In fact, you'll probably have to be very careful about going over the time limit. But the thing is, you won't run out of things to share. Probably, if you're working with an answer that you actually experienced that caused feelings in you, and you use those feelings to help you give your answer. So that's what I want to leave you with today. Don't be afraid to bring feelings into how you give your answer. Don't be afraid to use personal, real experiences in your answers in the speaking section, and in the writing section. And even if it's not something that you have experienced, try using your imagination and putting yourself in that place. How would it make you feel? Try to immerse yourself in that situation. I know you only have 30 seconds or a minute to think about your response before you actually have to start writing or before you actually have to start speaking. But do your very best to make your answer involve your feelings. How your feelings would be if you are living through that situation. Be it a survey, you know, like if, if you need to give a... Like just the other day, my wife and I, we were going for a walk around the park near our house. And we noticed that there was this poster up on the side of the park. There were several of them, and it was posted by the city. And they were asking for residents to share their opinions about a proposal they were offering to improve the park. And they gave several different options. 
And my our little boy was there with us as well. And as we were looking at this poster, we noticed that there was going to be a water park, like a little uh, place where kids can play and get wet in the summer months. And immediately, my son got all excited and he said, that would be great. I would love to have that option here at this park. And my wife chimed in too and said, well, wouldn't that be a wonderful idea? I would love that because it would give the kids in this area, it would give our son a place where he can go and have fun, get wet, play with other kids in a place that's close to our house. Now, maybe you don't have kids. Maybe, maybe if you saw a poster like that on your park, maybe you'd think, that's a horrible idea. I hate the idea of, I don't know, having so much water being wasted or sprayed all over the place with noisy kids. You see what I'm getting at? I mean, you could approach this from two different angles. You don't always have to be in favor of it. it you have to tap into how that question makes you feel and use your feelings in your answer. Let that energy, that real energy, not something you make up, but if you actually put yourself into that position and think about how that would make you feel if it was really happening to you, I guarantee you, you're going to find it way easier to come up with things to say. You'll find it way easier to come up with things to write about. And it's going to reflect in the quality of your answer. So give that a, 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 give that a try, my friend. Try on that, that imagination skill of yours and try to put yourself in the situation that the exam questions are asking you. Put yourself in it as if it was actually real. How is it making you feel? What emotions would this bring up for you? And put those in your response. I bet you, you're going to like the quality of your answers, how easy it is to come up with ideas, and how quickly you'll be able to fill up your time as you give your answer. And you won't run out of time. Well, you won't run out of things to say before the time runs out is what I wanted to tell you. In fact, I'm guessing that if you do this, you're going to have to watch for the opposite thing. You're going to have a lot of things to say, and the time will be running out before you're finished. That's a good problem to have, as long as you know how to cut yourself off before that time ends. So give it a try today, my friend. See if you can use your real feelings when you're giving your practice answers, or when you're actually writing your answers for the SELPIP exam. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Speak English Fearlessly podcast. I hope you feel inspired to keep putting yourself out there to grow your English skills. My friend, no matter what, don't let fear or embarrassment hold you back from growing and developing your English skills. Remember, you can make embarrassment work for you and not against you. To find out how, just go to www.selpipsuccess.com forward slash no shame to grab your free guide that will help you take control of embarrassment instead of it controlling you. That's www.sellpipsuccess.com forward slash no shame.
A link will be in the show notes, just in case. And I'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Bye.